I'm Casey Main, author, writer, and party girl turned spiritual junkie. And I'm dedicated to helping you better understand the most important and most complicated relationship you'll ever be in, the one you have with yourself. It's the only relationship that you're in for the entirety of your time here, and it affects every single aspect of your life. Yet it is the one most often overlooked. This podcast is here to help you explore that relationship, get to know yourself so you can accept yourself, heal yourself, and become a better version of yourself. So let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of the Better You Podcast. I am your host, Casey Main, and as always, I want to thank you for tuning in. Today is a little bit different, so today is a solo episode. It is just me, and I was planning on airing a guest interview, but then this past weekend, I was writing an article for Yogi Approved on Thich Nhat Hanh quotes, and specifically quotes on empathy and compassion. And looking up his quotes and then thinking about them and analyzing them so that I could write a couple sentences explaining each of them just really got me thinking. And I feel like this is such a relevant topic right now. So I decided to just jump on here and record a solo episode about it and save the interview for a future week. I'm not going to share the actual article that I wrote. You'll be able to read that as soon as it publishes on Yogi Approved, and I'll post on my writing social accounts when that happens. Um, those accounts are at Casey Main Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S, in case you are not already following me there. I'm on both Instagram and Facebook and even Twitter, although I don't really understand Twitter, but I do every now and then attempt to tweet. So real quick, in case you aren't familiar with Thich Nhat Hanh, he is a Vietnamese Buddhist monk. He's a global spiritual leader, author of several books, poet, and a peace activist. And he's founded a bunch of monasteries around the world. He was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he's often referred to as the father of mindfulness and the other Dalai Lama. And if anything, I'm sure you've seen some of his quotes as like a meme on Instagram or something. His key teaching centers around mindfulness and inner transformation for the benefit of individuals as well as society. And that's why I just think his message is so important and helpful right now. Plus, I haven't done a solo episode in like over two months, so I figured it was about time for that. Before I jump into things, I do want to let you all know what we've got coming up on the podcast. Future episodes include Sydney Weiss, who is a lawyer by day and host of the Seeking Joy podcast by night and weekend. Another Sydney, Sydney Collier, who is a para-equestrian athlete competing in the now 2021 Paralympics. Jacent Wamala, who is a therapist, and we're going to talk about being in a committed relationship with yourself. So as you all know, this podcast is dedicated to better understanding our relationship with ourself. And we're going to kind of take that a step further. And like, what does it mean to really commit to yourself? And then we're also going to be talking to psychologist and equine therapist, Dr. Ashley Thompson. And I'm also in the process of booking a lot more interesting and inspiring guests. So make sure that you are subscribed and following the podcast on the socials at the better you podcast. So you don't miss any of these amazing upcoming episodes. Okay. 
So let's dive into this and we'll start by recognizing everything that we have going on in the world, all the big important things that we are essentially disagreeing over. So obviously it's an election year and we're really getting into all the campaigning and the commercials and the conversations. It's just all starting to reach a all consuming level. We're in the middle of a major movement for social justice and key incidents keep happening in that space from George Floyd to Breonna Taylor. We also have the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Trump's announcement for her replacement. We're still dealing with the coronavirus pandemic and as things start to open back up and everyone isn't in mandated quarantine, there are all kinds of disagreements on what is the best practice on how to live your life in like a responsible and safe manner. I know we experience that a lot in my family. And then plus the typical hot button topics for people like climate change, religion, the LGBTQ plus community, reproductive rights, and other social issues. So suffice it to say, it is easy to find yourself in a conversation with someone whose beliefs differ on one or more of these topics. I know that it happens to me all the time. And I feel like it's actually, it's easier to avoid these conversations, like to know which topics are off limits with certain people so that you can avoid an argument or not get into some kind of uncomfortable conversation. So instead you just talk about the weather or like what shows you're watching. And I know I'm definitely guilty of that as well. Sometimes I just, I don't feel like I have the mental energy to get into a debate with someone or to try and stay calm and non-reactive while talking to someone who is not at all trying to stay calm or non-reactive. And writing the article on the Thich Nhat Hanh quotes, I don't know, it's just given me a renewed perspective and a renewed sense of energy to tackle these conversations and not avoid them. And I wanted to share my thoughts with the hope that they will help you navigate the next couple of months, years, decades, or however long we will live in this constant state of controversy. So the first concept I want to point out is attachment. In Buddhism, attachment is considered the root of all suffering, and I very much believe this. We are attached to so many things. We are attached to who we think we are. Maybe it's a job or a title. Maybe it's a role like being a parent, or maybe it's certain beliefs we hold about ourselves, either positive or negative. Things like, I'm an extrovert. I'm not smart. I'm intense. I'm a go-getter. I'm very nurturing. I'm a perfectionist. Whatever it is, we tend to define ourselves and then we like root down into that definition. And there's nothing wrong with having a sense of who you are, but attaching to it leaves no room for growth or for change. It then becomes like a limiting belief, preventing you from becoming a version of yourself that you might really enjoy being. Plus, when life changes, when you lose your job or you retire or your kids grow up and leave the house, you won't be able to change along with it because you'll feel like you've lost a key part of your identity. That is the suffering that comes with attachment. But for the purpose of this conversation, I want to focus on how we attach to our beliefs. Some we came into ourselves and others that were just passed on to us and we've never really questioned. Now, I'm not referring to feeling strongly about something or having a strong faith. Those things are great. I'm talking about when we are so attached to our beliefs that we won't even consider different ones, that we can't have a meaningful, productive conversation with someone with opposing views because talking to us is like talking to a brick wall, unmoving and never absorbing anything that is said. The first step towards empathy and having more peaceful conversations is to let go of these attachments. You can still believe whatever you believe. 
feel strongly about it and be passionate about it, but understand it isn't the only way to think. It isn't even the right way to think. It's just your way of thinking. Be open to truly hearing what someone else has to say. Be interested in understanding why they feel or think the way they do. And most importantly, be open to changing your mind. If we are not willing to change, there's absolutely no point in talking about these topics because then we are just talking at each other and not with each other. And that's just a waste of everyone's energy. So first things first, be willing to listen and willing to change your mind. The next thing I've been thinking about is our tendency to make assumptions. We are constantly making assumptions about other people. We jump to conclusions about people based on that person's gender, race, political affiliation, religious beliefs, what they're wearing, what they're driving, how they're driving, and on and on. It's almost like we don't see individuals as individuals anymore. Instead, we see each other as sheep just going along with the collective herd of whatever race, religion, or political party we're basing our analysis of someone on. We've lost the understanding that they likely have their own very personal reasons for thinking the way they do and believing whatever they believe, just like we do. Which brings me to my next point on perspective. We only know our own perspective, and it's a unique one. No two perspectives are exactly the same because no two people have lived every single second and every single experience with all their analysis and interpretations from the same point of view. Your perspective is unique to you, just like mine is unique to me, and that is true for each and every person on this planet. So just as much as you have your reasons for your beliefs, so does everyone else. So rather than trying to change someone's point of view, which is essentially like arguing with the only reality they've ever known, try to understand them, why they think how they do, and what experiences in their life shaped their beliefs. Then don't argue with them. You can't tell someone that what they've been through or what they feel or believe isn't true. Just like no one can tell you that your lived experiences didn't actually happen. Instead, seek to understand and then share. Share your beliefs in a way that is sharing who you are and why, not in a way that seeks to persuade or undermine whoever you're talking to. Share to help them understand you. That's what conversations are supposed to be. A group of people sharing their opinions based on their lived experiences while listening to different opinions and experiences, all without the expectation that everyone agree, that everyone be the same. Our lives certainly aren't the same, so why on earth would we expect our views to be? Everyone has been through some shit. Everyone was once an impressionable child absorbing everything that was said and done in their household. Everyone then lived through the tumultuous teenage years where we picked up all kinds of insecurities and vulnerabilities. We all then entered adulthood trying to navigate careers and families and finding our place in the world. Let's be honest, it hasn't always been easy, and all those moments have impacted who we are today. Why do we discredit that in others? Why do we not understand that it is the lived experiences that mold who people are and what they believe? Those experiences happened, and chances are they left some kind of a mark depending on how they were perceived, interpreted, and analyzed internally. Perception is reality. You cannot argue with someone's perceived reality. But what you can do is seek to understand it without trying to change it. It can feel like a contradiction, but we need to be flexible and open to changing our own minds while simultaneously not trying to change someone else's. I know that might not seem like it is enough for those of you who feel very strongly about your beliefs and the way the world should work, but look at it this way. One of the most powerful means to influence, teach, and inspire is through storytelling. 
Some of the greatest teachers of all time taught through storytelling. People don't want to be told they are wrong or what they should believe. How do you feel when someone does that to you? Instead, tell them a story. Tell them the story of you. Share the experiences that have shaped you and defined your beliefs. They just may see a part of themselves in that story, and that's where connection starts. That's where compassion is born, and that's where empathy can now live. Not to mention, your own life stories are the only thing you truly know. Everything else is just a belief. We live in a hyper-connected world with an unending amount of information at our fingertips. The phone in your pocket has access to every news site and opinion blog that exists. You can find and read or watch or listen to whatever kind of information you want. But what do you truly know? Unless you witnessed or experienced it firsthand, there is an added layer of perception to whatever information you're consuming. There's another human element embedded in it. That's not to say it's fake news, but it's something to keep in mind. It's something to help you distinguish between what you know and what you believe. And in this crazy information age, it's like we've lost the ability to say, I don't know, or even I don't know enough about it to have an educated opinion. I say that often and it tends to annoy the other person, but it's true. We can't know everything about everything. Instead, we educate ourselves to a certain point, and that varies per person, and then we form beliefs and opinions based on what we've learned. It's great to educate yourself, but it's equally as important to recognize and admit where your education is lacking, where you need to do more research, or even where you have no interest in learning. Despite some of the rhetoric out there, it's okay if you don't have, find, or spend the time to educate yourself on every single political talking point. It doesn't make you an irresponsible member of this society. It simply means you have other responsibilities and things on your plate. Because truth is, educating yourself in a responsible way takes a lot of time. As a writer, I'm all too familiar with the importance and emphasis on the headlines of articles. They're carefully crafted with one goal in mind, to get the click. While most reputable sites choose headlines that adequately sum up the main point of the article, that sadly isn't the case for many others. And these clickbait headlines by design, like you can look it up, how to write them, they play on emotion and their favorite emotion to play on is fear. And they're successful because as a society, we've lost our attention spans. We went from reading long form newspaper and magazine articles to character limited tweets. How often do you read an entire article versus just scan through the headlines of a publication? And if you do click on an article, do you read the whole thing or just scan through the subheadings? Our lack of attention span has changed a large percent of writing from long form deep dives to listicles, bullets, and subheadings. Our reluctancy to deep dive into learning about subjects is consistently manipulated and capitalized on. So again, I ask you, what do you really know? What have you taken the time to truly educate yourself on for settling on scanning some headlines and taking them at face value? And furthermore, are you only reading and scanning articles that already fall in line with your beliefs, or are you challenging yourself to consider another angle? It's okay to not know. It's not okay to not know, but then argue that you do. The key to all of this is self-awareness and being honest with yourself. We have to become more aware of when our minds are closed, when we're assuming things about another person, when we're not really listening or seeking to understand, and when we're pretending to know more than we really do. If we aren't aware of these things, we can never work on them. So my challenge to myself and to you is to develop more self-awareness around how you navigate these topics.
My biggest advice for this is to mind the pause. This is something that has come up in several past podcast episodes because it's so important. We tend to be very reactionary. We get triggered and then we immediately lash back out. There's no time to think, no time to be intentional with what you say or do next when in reactionary mode. And the way out of reaction is to pause. Give yourself just a couple seconds to take a breath, notice the reactionary response that you want to let rip, and then choose a different one. It's not easy. These conversations often get heated with all parties talking fast and loud, but your goal has to be to stay calm because calm allows for awareness. Calm allows for understanding. Calm allows for empathy and calm allows for inner peace. There are all kinds of different practices out there to help develop more self-awareness and calmness or mindfulness. Maybe it's meditation or yoga. Maybe it's a breathing exercise, but often it's just spending some alone time with yourself and your thoughts, finding some quiet time without your phone and preferably outside in nature. So as we continue to navigate this world and all of our differences, my hope is that you are able to do so in a way that stays true to yourself while also allowing others to be themselves. That is where empathy comes in. That is where compassion comes in. And that is how we create a more peaceful world as well as more inner peace, which means less internal suffering. So that is it on my current thoughts on empathy, specifically in terms of conversations surrounding everything we've got going on in the world. This is a short episode, I know, but I just, I don't know, I felt compelled to do it. So I decided to listen to that voice and do it. I hope you all enjoyed. I, of course, would love to hear any feedback. You can always reach me at thebetteryoupodcast at gmail.com. And again, make sure you are subscribed to the show. There's all kinds of great conversations coming up. And that is it. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and your week.